The Church of Christ in Mona Heights presents Christ, Christ for, for Jamaica. Jamaica. Man of sorrows, what a name for the Son of God who came, ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah, what a Savior. A blessed Sunday morning to you, my friend, and welcome to Christ for Jamaica, presented jointly at this time on Radio Jamaica by the Church of Christ in Mona Heights and the Jamaica School of Preaching and Biblical Studies International for the express purpose of saying a word on behalf of Jesus Christ. I am Gladwin Kidu and with me in studio is Neville Long, Tito Williamson and our speaker Michael Brown and we are grateful to our operator Charles Lanneman. my father, there is no shadow of turning with thee thou changest not thy compassions they fail not as thou hast been thou forever wilt be Great David Henry and his album Hymns of the Heart provides us with a cappella music this morning. And we are wishing you a blessed Lord's Day. And we hope that you will keep on remembering how faithful God is to us. We remember that Jesus Christ said as he was about to go back to heaven, Lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. So let us not live in fear, but live in in faith in Almighty God, because great is His faithfulness. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Join with all nature in man Let us pray. A pleasant good morning. It is another wonderful day. God bless us with. He guide and protect us. He give us another chance. At this time, O oh God, we put before you all the members of the congregation, O oh God, be with their families, O oh Father, in different ways, O oh Father. Some are mourning, O oh God. We ask you, oh God, to be with them. Some are rejoicing. We ask you, oh God, to be with them. Heavenly Father, we ask you, oh God, to be with those in the medical institution, Lord. The nurses, the doctors. We ask you, oh God, to be with them. We ask you, oh God, to bless them each day. This morning, God, we ask you, oh God, to be with the security forces. Wherever they may go, we be, Lord, this morning. Ask our God for our spiritual and physical help. Forgive us of our sin and guide and protect us in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.
Once I stood in the night with my head bowed low in the darkness as black as could be and my heart On Christ for Jamaica we have been delivering a series of lessons on the family and this morning it's no different but the speaker is different because yes we have speaking for us this morning brother michael brown the evangelist of the ellison road church of christ and he is going to speak on the subject when god is in the family the home so get your bible wake your family call a friend let's study god's words together once more A pleasant morning to all our listeners tuned into Christ for Jamaica on this Lord's Day. We thank you for being there so that we can share these lessons to your benefit and ours. Again, as we continue to speak from God's Word, we endeavor our best to give lessons that are applicable and current so that you can benefit. If you're joining us for the first time, you are our honored guest. And for all our returning listeners, as we always say, this program could not have been what it is without you. And so we thank you for joining. It's also my pleasure just to serve with Brother Kidu. He is a mighty man of valor on the Word of God. And I take many of my cues and courage and lessons from his examples. This morning, as the topic was announced by Brother Kidu, when God is in the family, when God is in the family, the home, it is important that we understand that the first institution that God made or built was the home. The home was not just built, but many responsibilities and duties were placed on the home. It is from the home that we learn the importance of marriage, the importance of companionship, oneness, satisfaction, and trust. We can see that in Genesis chapter 2, 20 through 25. It is from the home that we learn that obedience please God, disobedience displeased God. There are consequences for wrong actions and there are great blessings and rewards for right actions. We see that in Genesis 3 and 4. It is from the home that we learn revenge. Yes, we saw that in four, chapter 4 and verse 6 of Genesis the relationship between Cain and his brother Abel. It's there we learn reprisal. It's there we learn the first case of murder. It's there we would have understood that there were regrets. And it is from the family that we learn sin. 
Genesis chapter 3 and 4. And those are just some of the summaries of things that we'd have learned from the early onset of the Bible. Now, today, if you will allow me, I will share with you four points from this lesson, When God is in the Family, the Home. Before I want us to turn the pages of our Bibles to Psalm 127. Psalm 127. The Bible reads, Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. Verse number 4. Verse number three, rather, sons or children are a heritage from the Lord, a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. The Bible also says, bless is the man who, whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gates. The point I want to make here is that God must be in the forefront of the family. If God doesn't build the family, the family will not reach its full potential. The family will get into trouble. The family will, will stray. The, the, the family will struggle and suffer along the way. Because God is not priority. And this happens in the church. It happens in any form and sector of society. God must be first in our lives. So when God is in the family, the home, there is harmony. We're going to look at four of those H's. When God is in the family, the home, there is harmony in the home. You see, the word harmony is used in relation to musical pieces being combined together to give that melody or melodious sound without discordance. Melodious sounds that pleases the air and satisfies the heart. When the family is linked in a harmonious relationship, this family is in tune. There is no discordance and it is like music. When God is in the family, we can enjoy a happy family. And it doesn't mean that we don't have problems. It doesn't mean that we don't have strife sometimes. It doesn't mean that things don't fall apart at times. But we will all remember that God is first. And because God is first and we put him first, we can always turn to God in times of trouble. You see, a family that is together in harmony is a happy family. There's much love. There's much unity. There's much growth and development. Each member of the family is treated with due respect. We always remember to respect. In Ephesians chapter 5, the Bible tells us that children should obey their parents. Is Ephesians 6. Children should obey their parents in the Lord, for it is right. No, it didn't just stop with 
children obeying parents. God also instructs fathers that they should not what? Provoke their children to wrath. But they should bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And so when God is in the family, there are some boundaries, there are some rules that are set that if they are followed, then that family is going to do just what God would have them to do. Children learn to obey their parents. Parents learn how to treat their children. When God is in the family, the home, the fathers play their role in leading the family by training and admonition, by being the right example. As a matter of fact, the entire family will know the God-ordained order of that family unit. And they will learn to respect authority. Many times we believe that training takes place when the child starts going to school. And we place much responsibility on teachers to, to train our child, to teach them how to be disciplined and respectful. But let us realize that God has placed that responsibility on the home. And so when the home plays its role, then the family will do better. When God is in the family, the home, problems do come. Pain and suffering do come. Losses do happen, but each member of the family will know who is large and who is in charge, who to turn to, not Superman, not Flash, but we will turn to Almighty God. Secondly, when God is in the family, the home, there is prayer. Everyone will learn how to pray. There's a saying that, the family that prays together, stay together. I want to tell you that saying is very true. The family that prays together, stays together. And it doesn't mean you have to live under the same roof in staying together. It means that the family unit, even though individuals move apart, but we are still together. Just like this disconnect that COVID has placed upon families and every sector of society, but Zoom and all these platforms links us together. We can still keep in touch. When the family prays together, we always stay together because we know to pray on one another's behalf. One of the greatest feeling and blessing in a family is to see that family commitment to devotion and prayer to Almighty God. You see, when God is in the home and the family puts him first, even when there are slip-ups in the family, there is a formalized way to normalize an issue. You see, even a child will have the sense to say, Mommy, why don't you pray about the situation? Daddy, why don't you pray about the situation? A wife will say to a husband, this tension is rising, let us pray. A husband will say to a wife, I believe we need to pray before a decision is made. So even our plans will be committed to Almighty God first before we try to execute. You see, I am glad that I have a mother who believed in God and I would have grown to see her 
and her faith. I'm glad that my mother would have taught me to read the word of God and to pray from an early age. As I can remember, the first passage of scripture I've ever learned in the Bible was Psalm 23. Psalm 23. And my mother, while she was doing her chore, she would have me seated right beside her. I wasn't the only child, but I was one that was always close to her. And so I benefited from a lot of things. And my mother would say, open the Bible, find Psalm 23, read it verse by verse, study it. And before long, she says, close the Bible. Let me hear what you have studied. And that is how I learn Psalm 23. Until this day, I know Psalm 23. Thank God for that. But I'm saying when God is in the family, the home, the family practice prayer, prayer helps us to get through our day. It helps us to get through our nights. It helps us to get through our times of struggle. It helps us to get through our times of fear. But somebody in that family will always be able to recommend prayer. Let us pray. We pray not only for ourselves, but we pray for others. We pray for our entire family, grandparents, children. You know troubles are on the horizon. Children doing their exams, they will pray. And so when you see children that because they have exams and all these things, they stop going to church and all of that, when God is in the family, these things don't happen. A child will know, even though you have challenging exams coming up, God is what? Still first in everything. And so you find that children are successful in the church because they remain committed and steadfast to Almighty God, and God opened the doors for them. I've seen so many college students. They are Christian college students. Their parents are Christians, and they are always at Bible classes. They're always at worship service. They're always at youth group, and when those graduate from the university, they graduate at the top of their classes. Why? Because God is first in everything that they do. Thirdly, when God is in the family, the home, there is decisiveness. Decisiveness. In the home to serve in Almighty God. Now, if we look at Noah, you wonder, was there some kind of decisiveness? Yes. If you go to Genesis chapter 6 and verse number 8, Genesis chapter 6 and verse number 8, it tells us, before we get to chapter, to, to, to verse number 8, it tells us that sin was on the earth. It was so bad that when God looked down and he saw man, God said, I will destroy man from the face of this earth. But when God looks down, as I've always said, God took his microscope and he looked closely. God knew that there was at least what? One man, one family that was doing his will. That one man, friends, was Noah. The Bible says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But not only does Noah found grace in the eyes 
of the Lord, Noah was a committed man to serving God. And so when we look at Genesis chapter 6, from verse number 9, let's read verse number 8. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked with God. Do you see that? When God saw Noah and Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, it was not just Noah, but we need to remember it was Noah and his family. As a matter of fact, when God was ready to put Noah aboard that ark, the Bible says God called Noah and said, get on the ark. Right? So God instructed him first, Noah followed, and then God went on the ark. Based on the reading, we can cite that from it. God said, come aboard. But God said, come aboard with who? Your family. Because when he told him first, go and make an ark, he said to save yourself and your family. Noah was able to command worship, respect, commitment, reverence to Almighty God throughout his own family. Another family, Joshua. You remember Joshua 24 and verse 15? When everything was chaos, the false prophets were there. Joshua was a righteous prophet. Joshua was a man who was decisive. Joshua says, as for me and my what? My house, we will serve the Lord. He was able to speak for himself and for others, but they serve God. Abraham and his family made that decision also. Genesis 18 and verse 19, God called on Abraham and says, I know this man, that he will command his household and his generation to do the will of God. So when God is in the family, the home, the family is harmonious. The family will pray. The family will be decisive, even about serving God and doing all other businesses. When God is in the family, the home, the family becomes spiritual. The family must be spiritual. We need more spiritual families. We need families who are not just about war and fractions and revenges and hatred and you name it. So you have neighbors you can't speak too loud because you're offending neighbor and they're not coming to you with prayer. They're coming to you with some kind of retaliation. We need families that are spiritual. Spiritual family making spiritual plan with God. They depend on God. They love God. They know that without God, they are nothing. We need God in our family. I encourage you today, if you have not yet started this and setting this example as a father, as a mother, as grandparents, ensure that you play this role now by setting these godly examples for your children to follow. Building godly families makes a difference and it will make a difference even in our society today. I pray that your family will be one that God can depend on, God can call on, and I pray that your family will be an example to society and other families. May God bless you. What a fellowship, what a joy divine. Amen.
will on the everlasting arms. I'm singing what a blessedness. Tell me what This morning on Christ for Jamaica, Brother Michael Brown has encouraged us with a important message when God is in the family, the home. It is so important to build our families on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ. And this morning we have been shown the pathway to this. This is how we are going to be able to raise up godly children and that your family will always be pleasing to Almighty God. If you'd like to receive a copy of this message, we can send you a copy in a variety of ways. You can WhatsApp us right now at 876-341-5267, 876-341-5267, and we'll send you this message as a WhatsApp attachment. Or we can send you this message by email attachment. So you can WhatsApp us and send us your email address. Or you may write us at PO Box 212 Kingston 7, and we'll send you a copy of today's message on CD. So, a variety of ways. You can call us, text us, you can WhatsApp us, 876-341-5267, and we'll get you a copy of today's message by email attachment, by WhatsApp attachment, or we'll send it to you by a, a CD in the mail. So contact us. You can call us now between 5.45 and 6.45 and we respond to your call. Or you can WhatsApp us at any time. And now let's have some announcement about church services. What have I to The Church of Christ in Mona Heights, which means at 2A Palmora Avenue, Mona Road, is inviting you to worship this morning. We will be having four services. First, the bilingual worship service, which starts at 7 a.m. That's the French and English service, which starts at 7 a.m. You can also tune in on YouTube at jspmona.com. The regular worship service for the Mona High Church of Christ, which starts at 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., we have another worship service which starts at 10.15 a.m. to 11.15 a.m. We have the final service for that day on 11.30 a.m. and finishes at 12.30 p.m. You can also tune in on YouTube at Mona Church of Christ, Jamaica on YouTube. Be the everlasting Thank you, Brother Tito Williamson. Christ for Jamaica is presented jointly by the Jamaica School of Preaching and Biblical Studies International and the Mona Church of Christ. It's presented in the name of Jesus Christ on behalf of faithful Christians everywhere. And so until next Sunday morning at 5.15 on Radio Jamaica, this is Gladwin Kidu along with Brother Neville Long, T.T. Williamson, and Michael Brown, and our operator, Charles Lanaman, 
saying to you, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Swift to its close. And